Hello, and welcome to Pressing Matters, a fly-on-the-wall-style podcast about WordPress, business, and life. Your hosts are Ian. Hello. And Jack. Hello. Ian's a plug-in author and works for Delicious Brains, and Jack runs better notifications for WP and his web design agency. Let's get on with the show. Hello and welcome to a special edition of Pressing Matters. This is our 20th episode and our one year anniversary. And Ian and I have met up um, in Shaftesbury, sort of equidistant between the both of us, to uh, have a chat over a coffee, which is quite nice. Ian, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm good, thanks, mate. Yeah, we're actually live in real life, meeting for the first time, aren't we? Which is nice. And yeah, I was just saying, you're not a 16 by 9 aspect ratio. No. You're, yeah. you're in that, you're 3D. This is, yeah, horrible technicolour. And, yeah. And background noises from the coffee shop, but yeah, no, this is uh, it's been nice to do this because it is obviously yeah. we've never met before properly, yeah, but we've known each other online for how long? A long time. I remember you tweeting like I, I, when I was tweeting about when my daughter was about to be born, and you were tweeting me then, so yeah, but and that was four years ago, and I must have responded to I think I was. Have we talked about this on the podcast before? You were looking for a developer for better notifications for WP. Yeah, yeah. This must have been 2014. Yeah, been. 2014, 20, possibly even. No, it was 2014, yeah. Because yeah. it's before I started working for Delicious Brains. I was freelancing, but I was looking to do more WordPress and stuff, like remotely, and you were looking for a WordPress developer. Yeah. And I responded to an advert. You obviously looked at me and just went, not happening. <laughs> you refused, and I continued working for the. Uh, the agency, and then obviously about centre delicious brains, and yeah, yeah. And I think we, I must have just been following you on Twitter ever since. And yeah, I guess, I guess so. Yeah, I think I, I remember there was a spate of me following various people from like in and around the area because WordPress on. Yeah, I think WordPress on first glance possibly is more of an American thing, but actually yeah. when you you know, understand a bit more about the community of it and like all the, the work camps and meetups that go on, yeah. then there are a huge amount of people in all countries, but especially English speaking uh, countries. Yeah. And um, yeah, I just tried to follow everybody in the Southwest really, yeah. like find on WordPress. So um, I'm fairly sure that's how we would have come to be. And I think also we, because we're sort of similar age and similar like positions in life with mm. children at the time, you know, it seemed funny that there was people living similar lives through with WordPress. Yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah, do, you know, building a plugin. I had a plugin at the same time. And mm, yeah, yeah, and so yeah, and then obviously we. Well, I wanted to. I mean, I, d- I wanted to start a podcast, and I thought I thought about it for a while, mm. but I ended up getting a mic for doing videos mm. for doing sprains, like walk, you know, walk through screencasts and stuff like that. And I thought I need to probably put this to good use. Yeah. And I thought let's just start a start a podcast. Yeah. And I just I remember I just messaged you, didn't I, one night, and just saying, Yeah. Have you ever thought about doing a podcast? Do you want to do one? Yeah. <laughs> and you're no. like, Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, it's funny because I very very similarly had thought you know not for, for like a couple of months before that yeah i'd really like to do a podcast i often feel that there's more i want to say about some of the new stuff that's kind mm. of going on in yeah. wordpress i read quite a lot of like you know newsletters and you know particularly things like wp tavern and all that sort of stuff and yeah. after a while and you see all these news sources you start to formulate your own kind of opinion and and kind of ideas around it and yeah i just felt like i i i had a voice as well you know and um and I'd done that, you know, I'd had a bit of experience from like talking at a WordCamp and talking at a couple of meetups and that kind of thing. So I was like, yeah, I could definitely do that. And again, I had got my microphone for mm. recording 
like walkthrough videos and you know uh, trying to explain like a wireframe or a design or something to a client, I, I would make a video rather than kind of a, a marked yeah. up document. Which thought it was nicer. So much easier for them to yeah, assume, it, yeah, it was more in line with like kind of my kind of style and, and kind of business as well and kind of yeah. the voice that I have in my business. So um, yeah, I thought, thought that would be a good thing to do. Mm. So yeah, it t totally worked out. We both, in fact, got the same mic. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. And it, I think it goes back to what you were saying about how the WordPress community can sometimes be viewed as very US centric and skewed towards that. And that's mm. the same with podcasts, I think. Yeah. There's a lot of podcasts with it. American hosts and, and, and that's fine obviously but mm. we didn't think there was many you know British or UK based podcasts and also coming from it from almost like a developer point of view as well and with a bit of business thrown in and I guess but we're I mean we're finding our voice as a podcast as you said episode 20 yeah like we've done different episodes mm. like over this last year we've had interviews um I'm not sure we know exactly where we are fitting, are we? We're trying to work out still yeah, like, the best episodes. And absolutely, yeah. And I think we probably don't find it as quickly as we normally would because we record every other week or we've had like a little break while I was like on paternity leave and all yeah. that sort of stuff. So it's not been like a, 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 a regimented Regiment, yeah. kind of every two weeks. But um, yeah, we're getting there, I think. I mean, I, funnily enough, I in kind of in prep for this podcast, I listened to a bit of like one of our first podcasts. Oh God, was it horrendous? It, it wasn't horrendous, I, I didn't feel, but it was like, we were a bit like, uh, 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 you know, yeah. and we couldn't sort of, you know, find our voice or anything. And um, I thought I thought we were, we're probably a bit more rambly now. You know, we're sort of resting on our laurels. We're rambling. Twenty episodes. We've got a podcast. We can yeah. ramble, and people will listen. We can no talk rubbish. Yeah, yeah. but uh, so I think we were a bit more consistent. We were a bit more topical as well mm. um, with everything. But I think the it was it is yeah. I think we've definitely sort of grown as a podcast. I feel yeah. like I feel like we've gotten better, and we've often said we said it a couple of times on the podcast. Been a bit more of like a mastermind, haven't we? Like, yeah. Um, you know, me and you just talking, and if people want to listen, then they're more than welcome to. And that's why we kind of describe it as this sort of fly on the wall style podcast. Yeah. I mean, like right now, you're listening into a conversation, you know, audience. But we've just got. On but from. it's just me and Ian yeah. facing each other, talking, um, you know, with a coffee shop in the background, and it's just that's that. And you know, um, we, but we do want to do more, some more topical stuff, don't we? Yeah, I think when we also started last year, which was October, November time, by the time we, you know sent a tweet and got it geared up and, and started actually recording. Mm. It was a different time with WordPress because Gutenberg had landed in yeah. WordPress 5.0 at that point. Yeah. Still a massive hot topic. I was, you know, not consumed by it, but it was a big part of work life with writing about it and working out how it would affect sites and clients. And mm. um, But I think it feels like things have calmed down a lot this year. Like there hasn't been such big WordPress talking points perhaps or... No things that have gone on because it's now in WordPress and it's just business as usual. And but because Gutenberg's been still development and every like every big WordPress release has still been just to improve bits of Gutenberg. Yeah, it's not been like there's not been fresh talking points. I don't think, which has no. probably not helped our lack of topics. Maybe. Yeah, no, that's true. Right? When you think about it, it's things like. Um, there was quite a big hoo-ha over Gutenberg and then someone fought WordPress to make Classic Press, if mm. you remember. And that, I haven't, I, I thought about it the other day. I was watching the State of the Word, which we'll come on to in a bit, um, yeah. the other day. And it, it was a lot of, it was very Gutenberg-centric. And I suddenly thought, oh yeah, what happened to Classic Press? I haven't heard anything yeah. about it, like on, on, the, on the grapevine, so to speak. I'm sure it's you know still there and 
being well, worked on. Well, I do follow them on Twitter, but un- unless it's the you know Twitter algorithm or what whatnot showing less things from people, but I'm sure it's still happening. But it can't be getting the traction that people or can't be getting the traction that they'd want, and for people to actually start moving across to it. I think yeah. I think the issue the issue being. Plugin compatibility, yeah. like making all of the plugin repository plugins compatible with ClassicPress. I think that's been, the, but they've been tweeting up until end of October. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, it's probably going to be on the wane, isn't it? It's too big a. Yeah, I'm just trying to think. I wonder how they like kind of manage that. It's almost like you have to see ClassicPress as a dependency of WordPress. Mm because you're always going to have to keep up with the development of things and yet, you know, modify it enough so that classic press is... Uh, sorry, that the classic editor is always kind of maintained. And I guess they can take that part in its own direction if they wanted to. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you, you, OK, people love... I say love. People like Tiny MCE. Obviously, mm. that's the classic editor. Yeah. But if you're going with classic press, you can have any WYSIWYG editor. You don't have to have Tiny MCE, which, as I understand it, is not, and I, I don't have much experience in it, is not the best one, mm. but is one of the more widely developed for ones. Yeah. So, yeah. Don't know. Don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, we definitely, as you say, we need to do more topics, and perhaps that is our New Year's resolution to mm. at least get those lined up and you know, do a bit of pre-thought on them because yeah. we're very much, unless we've got um, an interview E, we just end up getting on the pod and just talking without anything prepped. Yeah, absolutely. But, um, yeah. One of the topics we did have actually was about like GPL licensing and you know how that affects kind of uh, add-ons and you know uh, people can kind of put on these add-on shops and yeah. kind of you know sell those and funnily enough that was mentioned on State of the Word um, yeah, in the Q&A asked. session yeah no, and, no, it, no. and it reminded me that we have had that on there for a little while so um, maybe we should um, definitely talk about that yeah as a topic uh, coming up in a few weeks or something that yeah that would be, be good because they do pop up now and again these GPL clubs and yes GPL club that's a good way to describe it yeah um, I was going to ask you because we it's always nice to do like a reflective at the end of the year. Yeah. Um, what, in terms of the podcast, what's been your favourite episode that we've done? Um, I really like the one with um, Elliot Condon. Yeah. From ACF. Um, he was just such a down to earth, nice guy. He really, he just put, like put seems to put his head down, get his head down, get on with the work, do something, and do it really well. Yeah. And he was a delight to talk to, um, yeah. and and it was what was really nice is that you know he doesn't talk that much to mm. people, you know he'll tweet and stuff, sure, but he doesn't seem to do like podcasts or videos or anything like that. So to kind of look beyond the veil, so to speak, you know, mm. and and kind of see what he's like in real life was was really nice. Um, I liked that one. I actually liked our one on WordPress hosting for no particular reason, and I felt that we did we executed it quite well. Mm. Yeah. Um, there's nothing that stands out, um, really. I think a lot of it has been finding our feet, actually. There's like, because yeah. I, I do all the editing, obviously, for the, the podcast, and uh, you know, I've done all the re- pre recorded bits in between at the beginning and everything. And I've liked how that's kind of developed as well, yeah. like as a, as a skill that I've kind of honed, but also how 
it, we've become more concise as to you know what what the podcast is about and how we say it and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so I quite like recognizing our randomness and yeah. you've kind of put that in the intro to say it's a fly on the wall conversation. So yeah, uh, you know, effectively it could go anywhere, and this is just yeah. this is us. Um, I kind of look at it look at it as a whole. I think mm. uh, rather than. No, there's no, apart from those two, there's no particular episode that stood out. I, yeah. I think as a, as a whole 20 episode, I'm, I'm quite pleased with how it's gone. Yeah. Um, like I say, even if we've been a bit more rambly lately. Mm. Um, but uh, we've, we've, had some good, we've had some interesting conversations with people, you know, and yeah. um, we've got a few more coming up, haven't we? We have, as yeah. Well. We've, we've got I've one booked in for a few next week or the week after and then you yeah. know, there's a number of people we've got on our list that we've reached out to or they've reached out yeah, to us and that tweet went quite um, I put a tweet out to say you know does anyone want to come talk about basically their plug-in yeah because you know now I've kind of been a bit more revitalized getting back into um, owning and selling a plug-in with WP user manager yeah and that's something now we're kind of both doing I, I thought it'd be good to speak to other people in the same position and yeah having that tweet just saying is this you or your plugin developer? Do you want to come speak about it on the podcast? Mm. And I think I put it on a couple of Slack channels, I put it on post status Slack, and then we suddenly just got loads of people responding. And we've yeah. lined up a few, which is good, and we've got a list to go through. Yeah. Um, and I think that will be helpful because, like, as you say, treating this like a mastermind, I feel like we want to get the most out of it. And having a guest on that might know a few things mm. or you know, be in the same situation, I find that really like the last episode with James Kemp that we did. Yeah. I thought that was really good. It was. Um, it had a lot of value, I think. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That was that was my biggest um, takeaway from that. Uh, how it wasn't just it wasn't just like oh, so you are a WordPress developer. How did you get started? What have you been doing? What's your thing? Let's just you know effectively just do an origin story with a bit of public publicising of that person stuff. Mm. Like we got into some nitty gritty decisions of pricing bundles and yeah. stuff that like I felt like we were just sort of eating some knowledge out of James because he'd been there done that and doing it at probably a bigger scale than we are at the moment yeah so that was I thought that was really helpful and it was yeah and yeah yeah. and in terms of actioning things Mm. you've what have you done since then have you done the bundles I have done add-on bundles yeah Yeah. I've released them Um, I haven't had any sales of them yet actually they've been out for a a week and a half, two weeks, something like that. Yeah, I was going um, to ask you that. But then, actually, sales have been a bit slower recently anyway, so I kind of, you yeah. know, I'm not really taking much notice of it at the moment, and I'm just kind of, I've left it there and just let to see what happens, yeah. and then if I need to tweak it, I can. I just need to reflect on it for a bit now. You know? Yeah, um, yeah, that's interesting, because I was going to ask you how they've been, um, hoping that, that it wasn't that case, because, you know, I, I, I thought that was going to do something, but maybe it's not long enough to actually read anything out of it yet. Yeah, no, I think it's... So there's a, there's a there's a couple of things there. So the the first thing is that there's been a there has been a slight kind of sales lull mm. in the last kind of couple of months. And I've looked against previous years, and that is true to an extent. Previous years, okay, but yeah. not um, much, this so. has been not as much yeah, as yeah. it is now. And I'm not quite sure on the reason for that. There's nothing I can really see that's been you know the catalyst for it or anything. Yeah. Um, so I'm kind of waiting for that to kind of. Do see, what, see what happens yeah, you know. back up. and yeah. we've got like Black Friday and um, you know and, and uh, Cyber Monday and stuff like are that are you doing up. Black Friday sales then yeah I did do that I've never had much success with it to yeah. be honest with you um, but I have done it just to kind of dip my toe in the water yeah yeah um, I'm not sure how I'm going to do it yet and what I'm going to do but mm. yeah it's something I'm going to do but I figure that it, it, it will happen and it's not like sales are zero they're not they're just no, less just than not, yeah. normal 
So um, there's so many factors that could be, isn't it? Like that is yeah. so hard to, yeah. On the Black Friday note, um, last year on WP App Store, I put together, which is normally WP App Store is just a deal from a plugin company, yeah. service or whatever that goes out on the email list. But Black Friday, I just put a post together of all the deals that I know of, and normally they're people I've got either affiliate part of their affiliate programs yeah but they're doing deals and then I just email that out so just let us know the code and I can put it yeah, up on that and yeah yeah because yeah. so, otherwise you're only getting sales from people who will still visit your channel mm. through wordpress.org or your site anyway but yeah sometimes people just go crazy over the, the Black Friday period and if they can see you know there's a deal for this there's a deal for WP Rocket there's a deal for you there's a, you know oh well, let's just buy what we need now because it's cheaper mm. so yeah yeah it's kind of, it's a weird one. I think I'll do the same. I hadn't, I haven't done any discounts for WP User Manager yet. Yeah. But as I'm, you say, it's dipping a toe in, isn't it? It is. Yeah. I, I, I don't really know why I do it. I think I do it because everyone else does it, and I have read posts where it's been very successful, which mm. I think is the appealing factor. Yeah. But at the same time, um, I, I don't really believe in discounting all that much because I, I feel like it, it devalues, yeah. you know, what you're, what you're doing yeah. and. It, People can always get a discount. Then, why buy it at a full price ever? Yeah. You know, it's it, why is it worth that? You know, so it's it's a tricky one. Maybe we should have a whole episode on coupons yeah. and discounting and stuff. Uh, I know. And I was gonna I was gonna ask you how you've set up your EDD store. But if you do offer a discount, and obviously you have yearly subscription, yearly renewals, automatic renewals going on, mm. does that discount apply to? The first year only, or does it apply to them their payment going forward? So it year? used to, but I don't do that anymore. Yeah. Um, it's really just that first year. Yeah. Um, I and I, I kind of see that as if they're buying it at a discount, then they're almost getting it at like a kind of a trial rate. So if they yeah. don't like it, then they don't have to renew at the full price. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, but I'm sure there's plenty of to read and talk about on that yeah. as well. <coughs> Excuse me, yeah. But um, yeah, so, so more topical things, more more stuff for uh, more interviews and stuff. And maybe we should kind of alternate them or something. So, yes. So, yeah. Otherwise, if it's always interviews, because interviews can be quite a lot longer. And originally, we said we wanted to kind of make this podcast sort of between twenty and forty minutes, really. Yeah. And that hasn't happened lately. No. And it probably won't happen today. I don't no, think. <laughs> <laughs> it won't happen today. No, exactly. Um, yeah, the, but, the interviews are hard though because you either go like if you go into an hour and a half like do you then split it up and do and then at least you've got content for two set two weeks worth I guess yeah. Um, but yeah I, I think I'm enjoying the interviews though because especially as I said recently they've been really like useful content and the one we've lined up for next week or next time mm. I think will be helpful yeah and good um, so yeah no I, but I, the, my biggest thing that I'm um just impressed with is the fact that we've got 20 episodes yeah because we said we'd do it every other week and it's pretty much that like that's not bad going yeah considering yeah um you know we've both got young kids and busy work lives and it does take a bit of time out on a, every other friday um so yeah just like it, it's it's so easy to say right let's do something let's start a podcast mm. and then do three episodes and then just leave it and just get busy and forget about it yeah but i feel like we've we've stuck with it and it's not actually been something that like oh god we've got to do this again like we have to make ourselves stick with it yeah like it's just worked it has is, yeah I'm, I'm happy about that yeah and we usually record you know sort of mid-morning on a Friday as well yeah. so it's quite a good time of the week to do it because you're kind of starting to decompress you know think yeah. about the weekend think about your you know Friday and 
you know, uh, like I used to, I haven't done it so much lately, but I used to stop like midday on a Friday. Mm. And it, it's, it's a nice way to basically end my day yeah, before like I end buffer, it. Yeah, it's isn't it? Between, yeah. yeah. And I'm still talking about work, thinking about work and, and everything. So that's, that's been quite nice. But I remember one of the ideas actually we had, because we had like a, um, like a Zoom call before mm. our first podcast, yeah. just to kind of talk about what we might do and everything. One of the things we briefly talked about was like, what's in your mug or what's in your glass? <laughs> and we never actually did that, yeah. mainly because that one was in the evening and I was having like a, a De Serrano probably drink. Probably boozing. Like, yeah. <laughs> and... Um, and you weren't. I think you just had like a cup of tea or something. Yeah. And I thought, I'm not sure that this will go down very well. A Friday morning. On Friday morning. Yeah. Either that or you'll have a fantastic start to the weekend. It will, yeah. True. <laughs> but, um, you know, there's a fine line, isn't there? And I think Friday yeah. morning is, is crossing that line still. So Yeah, because I always remember the Dradcast podcast or video podcast that had like, what's in your, what's in your glass? And they'd be oh, right. drinking, but it would be, you know, their evening. Yeah. And they would just, yeah, be enjoying themselves, but... Yeah, slurring by the end of the two-hour podcast. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah, I think we haven't got a gimmick, have we, in that sense? No, from, no. Yeah. Well, you, I think I'd find it a bit exhausting to try and find something different, mm. like a hot drink to drink every every week. Because <laughs> most time, most of the time, it should be yeah, this is tea again. Maybe Christmas time. With, yeah. Yeah, this is coffee. Today yeah. it's black. You know. <laughs> I think our, our inadvertent gimmick and the feedback I've had from people because like the WordPress meetup that I run locally to me every month. Yeah. I've had people say, I'm listening to your podcast. Yeah. And which is actually really nice. But inadvertent our gimmick is the fact that people can't tell us apart. Right. Because we're just two sort of posh southerners, <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> yeah. And you know, people are like, So who's just had the young baby recently? Is that you or Jack? And I'm like, it's Jack. It's like, well I can't tell you apart. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to um, when we uh, obviously this is being recorded with one mic so it'll be difficult to do but maybe I have to put some sort of like Filter effect on. Yeah. on one of our voices and alternate it each week yeah <laughs> or something this week uh, Ian's talking with a cat voice yeah, can you, you know yeah can you yeah. put some charisma filter on mine so. <laughs> brilliant yeah auto tune on Jack's voice next week yeah oh brilliant well I think actually on the what is your what's in your glass what's in your mug we might take a quick break I'll stick in an ad and yeah. I'll go and grab another coffee. Oh, good shout. This episode is sponsored by Better Notifications for WP, a powerful plugin that lets you supercharge your WordPress email notifications by customizing them with a WYSIWYG editor and short codes. All of the default WordPress email notifications are available for you to customize, as well as lots of new and useful ones. You can choose to send notifications to individual users, multiple users, all users in a role, multiple roles, individual users and user roles, you name it. Find out more by going to betternotificationsforwp.com. Right. So we're back, another another coffee in hand. Yes, absolutely. So we're going to talk about kind of the, the second part of this uh, podcast uh, and meetup was about state of the word. Um, yeah. You, you've watched it? I have watched it, yeah. And obviously WordCamp US was over the last weekend, wasn't it? Over yes. the Halloween weekend. And yeah. annoyingly, well not annoyingly, but I had a bit of fear of missing out. A lot of my team, Delicious Brains, were there. Because mm-hmm. they were promoting spinupwp.com. Yes. So that was like Ash from the UK, Lewis from the UK, they flew out to St. Louis and Brad, Liz and Kaylee were there. Right. So like half the team. Yeah. Which was yeah, it seemed like it was a good WordCamp to go to. But actually because they were just promoting and they had like a sponsor table in the sponsor room yeah they didn't really do much word camping it okay. was just sponsoring yeah but yeah I would have liked to have gone um, yeah 
I haven't heard a massive amount about this word camp US other than the state of the word, which yeah. you know you hear about every time. But um, normally I hear more about it. It's more of a more of a buzz. I feel. I don't yeah. know why. I don't know. I think. I don't know whether or not it was a bit because it was over Halloween and a lot of people didn't go on the first day because they wanted to spend Halloween with their family and then they flew out. Right. Because um, next year, I think it's in the same place, but it's a midweek right. work camp and it's not going to be over Halloween. So okay. I presume they've learned from that. But yeah. Yeah. No, I I don't think I ever really hear much about it. And state of the word is the big thing. But yeah. it was all very similar to um, when Matt Mullenweg did his um, sort of closing big speech at WordCamp EU in Berlin. Like yeah. that was a big, not state of the word, but like a mini state of the word, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I watched it yesterday. You, you've watched it. It wasn't. Well, it was predictable, wasn't it? It was what's happened in the last year with Gutenberg, and mm. it's not. I don't think it's a. I don't know, it's always an interest in um, listening to Matt because he like he presents very well and He does. Yeah. Yeah. He, he gives a it's always a, a kind of a retrospective, isn't it? And saying well done to these people doing this and like these are what people have done with blocks and Yeah. But yeah, I, I don't know if there was that much good stuff in there I don't know what do you think I, yeah I, I don't know I, I mean I watched the State the Word and I watched the Q&A I say watched I was listening to it whilst working as well but you know I still took it in and um, I thought it was I thought it was good um, you, like you say he does present very well and he's yeah. always um, I would say eerily calm as mm. well like one day you'll find out you know he goes into a dark room and screams you know for two hours a week and that's how he maintains his sort of you know, yeah. placid Calms. kind of demeanour yeah. but um, yeah he uh, no he does present very well and I always find him very inspiring actually mm. to, to listen to um, he's always he's a great advocate for his own stuff mm. and, and for the community and, and what's coming up and everything and I, I felt genuinely excited about the things that are coming into Gutenberg, happening to Gutenberg, yeah. and what they've done to it as well, mm. um, based on the feedback that they've received, which has, you know, mostly been negative, but, you know, yeah. that has obviously helped them to craft something, or crafting something that is going to be very resilient, you know, to um, yeah. uh, a person, um, and how it's being used. Um, mm. So there's lots of excitement around that, and I certainly feel that, and, it, and it's prompted me to reinvestigate Gutenberg, particularly as, and I was delighted, because I've met Hannah a few times. Yes, I saw that, yeah, yeah. that was good. Yeah. So he, he, yeah, he mentioned Hannah's yeah. tweet about, you know, you just need to install the Gutenberg plugin, which is like 10 times better than what you get in core, which I didn't know. Exa I thought exactly the same. Yeah, yeah, same, it was great to have like Hannah shouted out for a Bristol person. Yeah. But also, yeah, that was, to me, a, a light bulb moment. Like, yeah, why aren't we installing that? Because it's, I mean, it's bleeding edge in a way, but it's still um, safe to run. It is, and yeah. Yeah, I didn't quite realize the difference between how far back Gutenberg in core is to, you know. Yeah. Yeah, maybe that is the... It is. What what it left me a bit confused about, though, is how the reviews work. So, you know, you don't have to install the Gutenberg plugin. Right. But the block editor is installed, and it's like the Gutenberg is the plugin, and the block editor is the thing that comes in core. Mm. You don't have to install Guten, Gut, the Gutenberg plugin, and if you do, you'll get a much... Sounds like a hugely upgraded user, uh, you know, user experience. Yeah. But yet, all these negative comments are about... Are on the Gutenberg. So if you go to Gutenberg in the WordPress yeah, repository, it's a bit conflating. Yeah. People, so it's yeah. like people have like they've they've set up WordPress or they've you know they've upgraded and the block editor is enabled by default or whatever, mm. and then they'll go like, 
this is rubbish. And it's almost like they can't find an outlet. They go and Google it, they find out what it is and what and how it's called, and then they go on, having never downloaded Gutenberg itself, and leave a review. Yeah. This is just, you know, my, yeah. you know, it's what I imagine has happened. But otherwise, I don't understand how that has happened. I guess there is no place for people to review WordPress. Like, Yeah, that's true. Um, but also, it's not as if, you know, automatic or WordPress.org and Gutenberg people care about the reviews too much because... It's not like it's like for you and me with a free plugin with premium revenue stream. It's not like it's actually going to detrimentally affect their business. No, because at the end of the day, Gutenberg is going to continue to be developed. It's going to be continually like rolled into core for each release. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's I guess it's actually quite a nice ring fence place for people to vent about it in a wider sense. I guess but, so. Yeah, and it's and it is definitely the uh, public facing part of. WordPress is the thing that everyone will interact with in WordPress. Yeah. You know, WordPress is designed for content management at the end of the day. And when you write a post or a page mm. or a custom post type, you're going to be using either one or two things. It's going to be the classic editor or it's going to be the block yeah. editor. So, yeah, so I get that. I get that. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I, at the same time, I felt actually for the first time, I felt a bit sorry for it. I felt it was a bit unfair, mm. you know, for, it to, for people to kind of attack it. it like that. Yeah. yeah. But um, but I need to try it out again. I want to do that, and and it has been on my roadmap now for a couple of weeks to investigate Gutenberg and its viability in in my plugin mm. as well, and see what I can use. Because at the moment you just kind of you customize your email using the WYSIWYG editor, and that's yeah. using the classic editor, and that and you don't have to have classic editor installed. It just uses the WYSIWYG editor, but um, uh, you know tiny MCE. But if you want to use the block editor, I've been trying to think how that might work, how you can structure things. Yeah, and there's definitely an argument for. I've wanted to do like email themes yeah. for a while and how that might work and there's an argument for being able to construct themes in the block editor but then still use like say a classic editor for embedding the content that kind yeah. of thing so I'm trying to think more about all of that and the first step to, on that is really just to have another play with uh, the block editor or, or Gut the Gutenberg plugin yeah because he did show an example of I can't remember who it was or what website it was, but they were basically allowing their clients to design emails, like in Mailchimp, for example, but with the block editor. Right. That fine-grained control of this is where an image goes, and if you, you know, if you'd have given uh, a client a, a custom post type with the WYSIWYG, you know, tiny MC editor, and said, "This is your email. Mm. Write your content." And you would have had to have predefined everything and trying to put images into it and control it through email. Yeah. It's quite would have been quite difficult, but it yeah. does look good in that sense. And going further into navigation, mm -hmm. um, you know, setting menus and navigation through blocks and then obviously it was slipped in at the end, but you know, the full site editing that yeah. is coming. Yeah. Um, which yeah, it's exciting. And I think I, I same as you, I need to really look at it because, like over the last year, I've kind of dipped a little bit into um, page builders slightly, like just to either quickly spin up a site, or my wife's looked at Divi and had a play with that, and and I found them not to be that great. Mm. Like, and I think you're you're Beaver Builder user and fan. Yeah, yeah, I use Beaver Builder on on most of the sites that I need a, a kind of a drag and drop kind of element yeah. to it. I use it on the Bet Notifications site. Yeah, so um, I haven't really used that too much, but I know that that has a load of good reviews, and Divi seemed hard to kind of do, mm. and not intuitive, and like, you know. And so my point is maybe Gutenberg is just the better way of doing it. 
um, when it when it comes to full site editing. Yeah. Um, I, I've sort of mentioned before that I'm a big fan of the word press way and doing things the word press way, yeah. and that you know that strikes chord with me. You know, doing things the their native way, the mm. block editor way, the Goomba way, the classic editor way. Yeah. That that's definitely something that I f would feel would work well for me. And yeah. it's one less thing to worry about as well. If it's there, you don't have to worry about the dependency of Beaver Builder on yeah. your site. Updating it, yeah. paying for it, hoping it stays alive. And yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so it's, it's, another, it's another thing I want to do. Mm. I think what I'll end up doing is testing it on my own business site first for say, yeah. constructing blog posts. And actually, I haven't blogged for a while, but there's been a number of things I want to blog about. Um, lately that I thought of and this is this is one of the things that I want to change about my site a few years ago is that I said which site is this my my business website the made with fuel site right, yeah I said I don't blog that often but when mm. I do it's because I've got something to say and they're usually longer articles as well yeah. and I get it off my chest I get something out of my system I try and do it in the best way I can do it and I I leave it there as like a long form kind of article and even if no one else reads it, I find it interesting to read yeah. my my own thoughts at the time. Yeah. And then I've done that a few times. And I think I wrote one, last time I wrote one was actually summer last year, about my first family holiday and how that kind of okay, yeah. took place around work yeah. and everything. And now, whenever I think about that kind of scenario, I think back to that article that I wrote and I think, okay, that's, that's how I did it. And I, I seem to do it quite well and that's how I can do it. Again, almost like a, you know, that's my that's my go-to kind of strategy for dealing with holiday around work now. Yeah. Um, almost like a, you know, like a business document, I guess. Yeah, you can go back to it and, yeah. But I think I'm gonna use Gutenberg to construct some of these blog posts that I've got in my yeah. head. And it might take a while to come out yet. Um, the, the one that I'm thinking about at the moment, sort of, you know, as a little teaser, I guess, is dealing with co increasing commitments of family mm. around the sort of work and kind of juggling your mental headspace between trying yeah. to trying to work and work hard and I love work and I'm fascinated by my work and everything mm. but whilst also trying to make sure that you know your family is mm. at the top of your priority list and yeah. give yourself enough headspace to work as well yeah. and I haven't worked that out yet but I'm thinking what I might do is I might work it out in the process of writing this article yeah. and I'll do it using Gutenberg I'm making a promise to you and yeah. the podcast that I will do it using the Google. So I've used Gutenberg for a couple of blog posts on hogwartweb.com, but I haven't done it for a while. Yeah. But on your topic of your blog post, I think we should topic use that as a topic for the podcast mm -hmm. as well because uh, that's you know you and me are in similar positions. Yeah. You're now at least slightly segregated from the house in your office, and whereas I'm back in the house. Yeah. Work-life balance is very hard, mm -hmm. um, and it's something I'm thinking about at the moment, just purely because we've just moved house. You know, come, what comes with that, along with a bigger mortgage and more costs to, to do up the house, like we were talking about earlier. Yeah, you know, you can only do that if you work. Mm -hmm. And but then, yeah, it's such a it's a hard pressure, isn't it, to not be. You've got to be present in the family. You've also got to be actually putting hundred percent. Focus to work to continue life basically like it's this working to live business which is quite hard to yeah, wrap it, my head around I think it is actually I was listening on the way here in the car I was listening to a podcast um, the Live in the Feast podcast with Rez mm. Jason Resnick I think it is 
and he was talking to Nathan Barry of oh, ConvertKit. ConvertKit, yeah. And he was saying that we're kind of in this kind of grey area where no one's really had to deal with the problems that we're dealing with now, where you've got more people than ever working from home yeah. and can work from home, and yet we haven't really worked out a way to do family and children and working from home and making it all work together. Yeah. There's that, there's, it, it, it's, it's ingrained into all of us how to do it the yeah. other way, which is to leave the house and go to a place of work yeah. Yeah. and then come back again. And it does give you that mental disconnect as well. Mm. Um, and that's something else I'm really interested in actually and I want to explore either, either on podcasts or in my own blog posts is uh, like mental health, mental health around yeah. working and all that sort of thing. It's, yeah. it's something I seem to be fascinated by actually at the yeah. moment. So. Um, yeah, we're definitely on the sort of the tip of that, you know, not movement, but just a change in working. Yeah, and um, a change in conversation and people talking about stuff that they wouldn't normally and yeah. stuff. So yeah, because I, I was not a funny story, but I was at, um, last week. I took the week off, kind of work in the day, but I did some work at night when the kids were sleeping because it was half term. Yeah, and I went shopping with both children. And at the checkout, you know, invariably both playing up. Yeah. And this old boy behind me just went, "You could have gone to work." <laughs> <laughs> and I, you know, my initial thought was like, "Well, hang on, I'm on holiday, but also why would you know my wife could be working? I yeah. could be like, and this whole sort of thing. But also, if it wasn't half term, I could still be out shopping anyway because of flexible working because you work for you." Yeah. At home, you can work whatever hours you can kind of, you know, and I choose to do that. Yeah. And just this whole old style view, and maybe it's just, you know, the area of the shop, the people, whatever, with that antiquated kind of thing. But yeah, it's sort of why I laugh because it's such a knee jerk reaction yeah. kind yeah. of to say something. Yeah. Was, yeah. Like, oh, okay. But yeah, that, that is an interesting. I'd be interested to read that blog post. So yeah, you teased it. You've got to write it. I, I will. I'll do my best. I don't know when I'm going to write it um, and find the time to write it. But I know it's something I definitely want to uh, want to do soon. Definitely. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that yeah. It, I mean, obviously, it was very Gutenberg centric. But I think um, the state of the word was interesting. I don't think Java, the JavaScript didn't seem to be as much of a focus as he sort of said mm. uh, it, it would be. And I wonder if that's almost like a a, a, um, a silent hat tip to ACF and what they've done. Um, and, and you know, I think with the the push, I think if there wasn't so much of a push to make sure that they moved up to like PHP seven, yeah, then I don't. I think if they basically said we're going to keep it at PHP five point seven because we're not really going to care about PHP at all moving forward. Yeah. But they do care about PHP, and I think the, the the effort to move people up from 5.7, for sorry, 5.6, isn't it, to, to um, move past seven? Now. Yeah, move past so seven. Yeah. yeah, and all of that. So I, I think that was that was interesting that it wasn't mentioned. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it, it, and some of the questions and answers were good. Um, there was one guy, he was on a, I, forgot, I, I can't remember what his name was or really what he was saying. It was just that he was on a plane to go to another conference. Did yeah, you hear that? Yeah, from Hawaii. Wasn't yeah, he, and then, then all of a sudden he was talking to other people and then he just turned up and I yeah, thought that he was it, brilliant. But except <laughs> he was obviously well into WordPress in terms of teaching people to use websites to be digital entrepreneurs from the sound of it. And yeah. So he was quite into WordPress and yeah, it was, but going back to the PHP stuff, it felt like even though a lot of it was Gutenberg we were talking about, it's been quite a good year in terms of the, the developer friendly and developer happiness changes in WordPress. Yeah. Because they've raised the minimum 
PHP version. Yeah. And they've done the white screen of death stuff. Yeah. Um, they've done the site health improvements. Yeah. Which are quite, yeah, they're quite major things that have just sort of not gone under the radar as such. But yeah, like emails with page wearers, things like that yeah. as well, if it can do it at that time, you yeah. know, that kind of thing. No, it has been useful, definitely been it's, useful. It's, I think it's been good to obviously have Gutenberg rolled into core last November and just done because it's now you know allowed other core development to happen yeah. and, we, and I think you know testament to the, all the core contributors and people who work on it because they have done quite a lot yeah but it just yeah it doesn't ever seem as big dramary or big um, you know fanfare as yeah as 5.0 but because 5.3 is coming out in 10 days or something? Yeah, like. I saw a release candidate tweet about it. Yeah, I need this to morning. test my plugins, basically. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'll test it when it's out. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think it's something I mentioned on a previous episode, actually, is about, um, yes, people aren't ready for it, but mm. when are they ever going to be ready for it? And I think Matt was going to take us kicking and screaming into this sort of new era of, of yeah. the block editor. And that did happen. And the world didn't end. And I know that, I actually, I think it was our first episode was about Gutenberg. Yeah. And um, I, I think, in hindsight, you know, we were probably joining in a bit with the crowd and oh. kind of complaining about oh, it. Oh, massively, and all that sort yeah. Of I mean, I, yeah, I love a good complaint. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, we're English, so. Exactly. You know, yeah. 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 If it's not the weather, it's got to be some about something. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it has worked out okay. It has. I mean, yeah. It's, and again, the biggest thing. That I remember from the state of the word was how, you know, how much money goes through the WordPress ecosystem. Yeah. And when you sort of hear that and you think, well, hang on, this is this is the this is basically the crux of my business and how I make money. Then, mm. you know, putting away the pitchforks and the complaining. Sometimes it's just okay just to yeah just to sit back and go, oh, do you know what? It's fine. Yeah. And work goes on, and I can still make money, and this is still this is still a viable kind of well, wagon to hitch your or horse to hitch your wagon to kind of thing yeah and, and yeah be thank, I'm thankful for all the community and for Matt really because he you know probably gets a bit of criticism a bit mm. and but then again he is driving it forward in a way that is succeeding still yeah and allows us to work and live so mm. yeah yeah. yeah, and I, th I think there's always a concern that when he does something like this, and I, I, I'm sure it won't be the last time that he does something mm. big like you know, Google has been a big site editing is going to be a, a big shift again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but even even you know not. Um, I mean, I think that probably the last major thing was things like you know WPJSON, WP API, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, and the automatic updates. Automatic updates. Quite a bit of a, yeah. Yeah, that's true. And still, the debate is rolling on. I think. Yeah. yeah. And it's always a concern that at some point he's going to do something and, you know, someone below him won't like it and he'll be ousted mm. his, from his position. And I, and I genuinely don't think that, I, I don't, I genuinely don't hope that doesn't happen. Yeah. Um, I think there's always a concern. Don't either. No. In terms of what the structure of the company and well, stuff. Well, yeah, or, I mean, his position as, as CEO of Automatic and, mm. you know, there would have to be some real changes to a real that uprising. company to yeah. do, uh, you know, and it would be investor-led and whatever, but yeah. I think, yeah, so he, far, he is going to be the yeah. bene benevolent dictator for life of WordPress for a long time, I think. I think Which so, is yeah. a good, still a good thing. Yeah, but ultimately though, I mean, you know, what he has done and what he's built is, um, 
mm. has worked out quite well, arguably, you know, for him and, and for, for everyone else yeah, you know, in, that, as in you the said, world. Yeah, considering he was a 19-year-old yes. behind the computer screen. Yes. And just on doing the, stuff. On the internet, no one knows you're a dog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, did you pick up on the fact that like, when someone raised the question about um, governance and structure and stakeholder management, and, mm -hmm. and he mentioned how there was a governance project that yes. was set up in the last year, which was really quite a big... Um, it, it, not, not an attack on him, but it was a kind of a, like, right, we know that you're in that position, you're calling the shots, but everybody else depends on this, so can we have like a group, a working group that decides all the governance and the kind of gives some open uh, and sort of opaqueness, not opaqueness, but like transparently, transparency to the um, decisions that are being made. Yeah. But Matt just basically, because obviously that's not come to fruition, it was blocked at yeah. certain times when yeah. they couldn't do, I don't know, they couldn't get the access they wanted or whatever. Yeah. And Matt just basically said, well, it's not, it's not a proper WordPress thing, so you can't do it. Yeah. But in the state of word, he was like, oh, and the governance project, I mean, that fizzled out. Like, yeah. Mm. But, not, perhaps not true, you know. No, I wonder if we'll see a reincarnation of that actually, because he did mention that they had kind of developed a lot of like papers and information mm. and kind of you know writing up the um, the kind of structures and and um, how things work. The process. Yeah, yeah, how things work, kind of, of of everything. And I wonder whether now that those are there, they will be reutilized or reinvestigated or you know someone will say well actually that goes against what your team originally did or whatever yeah. and, and it will just keep everything um, a bit more of a level playing field up at the top I mm. guess um, it, there are an open company they are a trans well, not an open company but they're you know fairly transparent about what they do and how they do it mm. so I'd like to think that that continues but yeah, um, yeah no it was like I said, I, I feel inspired. I think I came away from the talk feeling inspired, and that's the yeah. important, important thing, really. So, yeah, yeah. I, and I do every time I go to a WordCamp because it's the people, isn't it? It's the community. It's what you can do and what other people are doing inspires you. And yeah. yeah. No, I'm happy. I'm thankful that we're in, you know, that world and that community. And yeah, yeah. I whenever I explain to my wife, I say, you know. I, I explain she knows I have a plug-in mm. um, I'm still not entirely convinced she understands what a plug-in is yeah. um, uh, to any real sort of detail but I sort of explain that you know she knows that I deal with WordPress as yeah. a thing as, a, as, the, as the software I develop for yeah. and um, she also understands that it's a growing industry mm. and that I'm in a good place with yeah. it and um, that has never changed Mm. Never. Yeah. And um, you know, originally I, I looked at a number of CMSs when I was thinking about a CMS for to use for my business for all my clients. Yeah. And I landed on WordPress for a number of different reasons. Mm. And I've never back. I've never once thought, oh, I wonder what that's like, yeah. you know, um, or anything. So yeah, I'm delighted and I'm yeah. very happy where I am. And the WordPress community is a great one to be in. Yeah. And, and similarly, my, my wife kind of does, does understand perhaps a, a, a different level because when we, um, the reason why I got into WordPress in the first place, I I'd built a couple of sites with WordPress and used it as a CMS, mm. and someone at work was tinkering with it. But when we moved away from friends and family and moved to London, we set up a, a site just to share sort of photos of what we were doing. Right. And um, it was actually my wife's idea for my Instagram plugin. Right. Because she was using the WordPress blog and Instagram. Mm -hmm. And she was just using that to take photos and post them and filter them. But she wanted to replicate it on the blog. Yeah. 
to show our family, like my mum and dad, and her mum and dad, who don't have Instagram or didn't at the time. Yeah. And so she was like, can you not just build something that like automatically posts to one to the other? Mm. And it's like, what it could do. And then learn how to build a plugin. And yeah. To, and that was it. So A, she knows what a plugin is. Yeah. And B, she knows what WordPress is. And C, she like she takes credit for the plugin. <laughs> the idea. Yeah. But but in actual fact, like if that hadn't happened, then yeah. we wouldn't be doing this now. Today. Yeah, yeah. So it's quite a. It's funny to think how like forks in roads and things change, and, you know. Yeah. Paths to different places, but. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah she, she's always sort of saying, "How's my plugin doing?" Yeah. Really. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. yeah. Take some of the uh, credit for it. Yeah. The credit, yeah, fifty yeah. percent of the profits. Yeah, seventy-five nice. percent. Cool. Well, I think we should probably. This coffee shop is getting busier, so yeah, I think we should probably up. wrap it up yeah. and go and take a photo of us at the top of Gold Hill. Oh yeah, definitely. So yeah, yeah if anyone's in the Hover Sandford, that's where it was. So yeah. uh, Ian and I will do that. We haven't got a bicycle or a loaf of bread. <laughs> I'm sure, given another hour, we could probably rustle something up. But we're yeah. not going to do that. We're just going to end it's it here. Purely and... for our English listeners only. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Okay. Cool. Good talking to you, Jack. Yeah, great, yeah. great talking to you in real life. Yeah, yeah. over the din of uh, coffee shop noise. Yes, yeah. so I'm definitely going to have to do some audio editing. <laughs> yeah, so nice. Yeah, I'm going to have to use the uh, enhanced vocals filter or something, and then just throw it out there, and everyone was like, I can't hear what you're saying. Yeah, I just hear someone making coffee. <laughs> this is the tea cake. <laughs> yeah. Oh dear. All right. Well, Go. until next time. Yeah. Until next time. Be easy. Bye.